Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 84. I'm sorry if you've been waiting for me, I'm a little bit late posting as I have had an early night to recover from a few germs that I've picked up but thank you so much for joining me on this cold December morning or whenever you're listening and a huge thank you to those of you who have left me reviews this week. How are you? Are you feeling festive yet? I am feeling very festive. I have been at my mum and dad's writing my pod notes while she's been putting the Christmas tree up after a lovely Christmassy weekend. On Friday, I went to the Manchester Christmas markets with my work friends and had my pants absolutely ripped down and my ass thoroughly slapped for 18 quid for two mulled wines. And then I spent the rest of the weekend in Kirby Lonsdale, which is a very beautiful little village not far from the Lake District as I always do on the first weekend of December. And it snowed, it was so nice, it was absolutely gorgeous. And then and then at work, I watched a rehearsal of the Infant's Nativity, which is always the highlight of the school year for me, so I am definitely in Christmas mode. So today, I wanted to do an episode slightly different. I'm going to do it on things that I wish I'd known sooner. So I have several things to share with you and I hope that they might help you in some way. There's no specific theme to them. I just think that these are things that might help you because the things that I feel like I would have benefited from knowing long ago, longer ago than I did know them. So I'll get started because I've written quite a few notes today. So I feel like it might be long if I don't get cracking. So the first one is I wish that I'd have known that crying wasn't something that I should stop myself from doing. I am a very emotional gal. I always have been. For a long time, I always felt like I could burst into tears at any given moment. And not just if I was sad, but if I was feeling any emotion, if I was overwhelmed or angry. And also when I was experiencing positive emotions like love and gratitude as well, I could cry for any and all occasions and for most of my life that embarrassed me I didn't like that so I would hide that expression of emotion and now I've developed better regulation of my emotions so I can manage it a little bit better and not just burst into tears at random points in the day but I still have to work on not wanting to hide it or suppress it when it comes up and I have to allow it to come out I have to realize that it's my body's way of releasing. And so I actually use it to my benefit now. I include crying as one of the many parts of my spiritual practice. So I don't have like a a scheduled cry as such, but I will have time where I can just sit down and release my emotions through crying that might have built up over the week. And I'll just sob my little heart out intentionally to let it go. But there's no doubt about it, crying makes other people feel uncomfortable, generally. Usually, when someone cries, people tell them to stop. Maybe it might be like, stop crying. Or, oh, somebody's messaging me. No, thank you, I'm busy right now. So, it might be like, stop crying. Or it could be like, oh, don't cry. So, the two different approaches, but the, the message is the same and the message is that crying is not something that should be encouraged or is socially acceptable. And that concerns me now because when we don't release emotion, 
It has no escape. And so it's stored in the body. And having that emotion, especially if it's negative emotion stored in the body, leads to illness and leads to disease. And we are not here for that. If you weren't supposed to cry, you would not have the urge to do so. And two perfectly placed holes in the corner of your eyes called tear ducts. So please use them. And more importantly, please don't discourage people from crying, especially not children. Oh, I just listened to some of that back and I sound like a right snot rag, so I do apologise. I am obviously still a little bit croaky from my germs, but I'm okay now. So the next one that I wish I would have known is that the years that I spent criticising my physical body would only worsen it. It would worsen the situation. And I think this is probably something that most of you will be able to relate to, especially given that most of my listeners are female. But I know I do have some male listeners. Hello. I appreciate you. Shout out to you guys. But I have struggled, and I mean struggled, with my weight going up and down for as long as I can remember. Even as a young teenager, I was always really conscious of it. And that only got worse and worse when I was in my 20s. And I don't think it helped that I grew up in an era when it was very fashionable to be stick thin. Like the supermodels of the time were people like Kate Moss, who were absolutely beautiful, but they were a completely different body shape to me. So me and all of my friends strived to be that weight. And I actually remember that at one point I was so obsessed with losing weight that and simultaneously putting so much weight on at the same time (laughs) because I was worrying about it, that I used to wonder what I would actually spend all of my time thinking about if I was thin. I used to think, I wonder what thin people think about. (laughs) Because it absolutely consumed me every single day. Every thought that I had was about how could I lose weight? And my self-worth was completely dependent on how much I weighed that day to the point that I don't even own a pair of scales now. I have no interest in knowing how much I weigh because that was a really negative cycle for me. And I would spend hours just Googling the fastest ways to lose weight and watching videos about people who had lost weight in a really short amount of time and how they did it. And I truly believe that if only I was thin... I would be completely happy for the rest of my life and that I would never have any problems in my life ever again. And it felt so impossible to me that I just kept getting further and further away from it because I didn't know, but through this constant hatred of my body, I developed um, a binge eating disorder. And at the same time as me being diagnosed with ADHD a few years ago, I was also diagnosed with that. And for most of my adult life, I was just stuck in this horrendous loop of feeling really fat and then eating vast amounts, (laughs) vast amounts of mostly chocolate in a very short amount of time to make myself feel temporarily better. And then absolutely berating myself for being so disgustingly greedy because that's how I thought of myself at the time. And I didn't know why I was doing this or what was happening because I would then starve myself as punishment for a day or two and or as long as I could and then I would binge and then I'd starve then binge then starve then binge and 
this constant cycle of negative talk where I would tell myself how awful I was for doing that got me deeper and deeper and deeper into this situation that I just so desperately wanted to escape. And then I read a book that completely changed my outlook on it. And I read two books, actually. One of them was called The Goddess Guide by Mel somebody, I can't remember her name now. It's a pink book with a bit of green on it. It's really good. Um, but the the main one that I read was such a 90s title, How to Have Your Cake and Your Skinny Jeans Too by this woman called Josie Spinardi. And as I was reading her story, I felt like I had written this book and I didn't realise this for a very long time. But the way that I escaped from that loop was to stop speaking to myself like an absolute bully and start giving myself some grace and understanding what I was doing and why. And sometimes even now I will still binge, but what I never, ever, ever do is berate myself or starve myself. Instead, I ask myself, what do you need? How can I love you more so that you don't feel like eating your third selection box of the day is the only answer. And then I take better care of myself and I move on with my day and my week. So whether you struggle with your weight or your physical appearance in any way, please know that being nasty to yourself about it will only ever make the situation worse, not better. Words and thoughts have power. So start speaking what you want to see in your physical reality, not what you see and dislike now. Okay, so the next one is I wish I would have known how important boundaries are. Now, this is a lesson that I have learned hard. (laughs) And if you know me personally, then you'll know I have learned this hard. And I have learned it mostly through relationships with men, particularly the last relationship that I was in. I am, I'm sure like many of you, an empathetic person. I feel other people's pain and emotion and that allows me to understand why others behave in a certain way and be empathetic towards it. I naturally see the good in people, but I also have a habit of being blind to seeing anything else. I'm able to forgive almost alarmingly quickly because for my sake, I don't want to hold on to that resentment in my mind and my body. It doesn't do me any good and there's nothing wrong with being able to do that quickly. However, because I am able to forgive people, and I'm sure some of you who are listening feel the same way, even when they have crushed me by their actions, I leave myself wide open to becoming a safe house for other people to dump their shit in instead of dealing with it and healing from themselves. Well, I don't anymore because my boundaries are much stronger, but at one point, that is how I was. And I have done exactly this over and over again. And I saw something online recently that said, empathy should be taught in two parts. Being able to put yourself in someone's shoes and see the hurt that they were given that made them hurt you. And how to understand that you still don't deserve what they're doing. Their scars are no excuse for the wounds that they give to you. And I can relate so hard to that little quote. Having boundaries does not damage the right connections. It actually empowers them. It makes them stronger. And I used to think that if I had boundaries with people, then they'd be upset or they would fall out with me or they wouldn't like me or they wouldn't want to be with me. And I was completely wrong about that because having boundaries in those connections that are for you 
really will make them even stronger, trust me. So keep those boundaries strong and the relationship that is meant for you in every area of your life will flourish. I always come first now and so should you and that might sound selfish at first but when you put yourself first and you see to your own needs before putting everybody else in front of you, you become a better person, you become a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better daughter, a better girlfriend, just a person in general and you are able to pour into people from a cup which is full, and that benefits everybody around you and leads them to do the same for themselves by setting that example. When you've got weak boundaries, you are teaching people how to treat you like you're not valuable, and that's exactly what you'll experience. So you might be thinking, why does everybody treat me like this? Well, it's because you're showing them that they're allowed to, and that's fine, because of your reactions. So... If you just accept being treated in a certain way, then of course people are going to treat you like that. So don't teach them to treat you as if you're not valuable. Make sure that your boundaries are strong. If you, like I once did, feel really bad for someone who has hurt you and is now draining you and you feel like you can't leave them to be on their own and to you know go through stuff on their own, picture it like this, reframe it for yourself. Every time that you allow yourself to become an emotional crutch, you are taking away that other person's opportunity for growth. There is value in having to go through difficult times on your own and having to learn how to stand on your own two feet. And we have to learn lessons in this life. That's what we're here for. We're learning lessons and growing. And when you take on somebody else's shit for them and you decide you're going to carry it instead then they are not able to learn that lesson. And so the universe will continue to present them with the same one over and over again until they do. I also feel like somebody just tried to break into my apartment. One second. Well, that was slightly creepy. Uh, there's nobody there, though. I've just looked through my little spy hole. So the next one is, I wish I would have known that when things feel like they are going to shit, it's usually so that they can come back together better than before. And I went to a psychic evening a few years ago and the guy, I can't remember his name now, I think he was called David something, but he gave an analogy that stuck with me. And he said that when you are walking on earth as in your human form, you're walking forward and you're left and you're going right and left and different directions but you've got one single perspective which is what's right in front of you and you can't see the bigger picture of what's around the corner and what's going on behind um, the scenes, so to speak. And sometimes you'll try and turn left and the path is blocked. So you'll try and force your way through but you just can't do it and you have no option but to turn right instead and you might feel upset and angry and lost about that he didn't actually put it as well as this i'm ad libbing here and i feel like i'm doing a better job anyway he said that above you you have got a team of beings made up from angels and past loved ones and spirit guides and all kinds of beings from the spiritual world who are watching over you with a bird's eye view and they know where you want to be and they want to get you there quickly, and you're walking through a maze. You might not realise that, but you're walking through a maze. So they can see things that you don't, and they will protect you and redirect you down a better route, even though at the time you won't be able to see that 
and you will in hindsight but not in that moment so when things feel like they are falling apart and it's all going wrong just keep your eyes on the prize where you're going keep your focus on where you are going not where you are right now and know that you are being guided onto a better path so let me just give you a quick example of that a few years ago now actually it's just come up on my um facebook saying that today was the day in 2018 when my dad finally got it all clear so that was a very very good christmas present anyway i'm going slightly off track so he had something called melanoma which is a aggressive kind of skin cancer and it was not looking too good at one point it was like getting worse and worse or it appeared to be getting worse and worse and it spread he got the news that it spread to a different side of his body so in this 3d that looked really bad like it was not looking good but because it was so important to me I never took my eyes and he never took his eyes and as a family we didn't we focused on him healing and that was it like there was no other option for me he was going to heal so that particular part was really scary because obviously when you get told that something has spread then it it brings up all of those emotions of fear and it was just not a nice time however because we kept that faith and kept that eyes on the end prize and didn't worry about the turns in the road or on the maze and things being blocked and having to go a different way what actually happened was he became eligible for some trial treatment that was very very expensive not to us thankfully but it was a new drug that was very expensive and you only were uh, qualifying for that if you were in a very small bracket and that bracket was that it was not looking good for you but you were otherwise healthy it was kind of a bit of a last resort and that bridge of incidents is what led to him being healed if that hadn't have spread to a different part then that probably would have killed him because it would have been in that one area but it would have still been just as aggressive but because it spread which seemed even worse that led to a really positive event of him being eligible for this treatment and healing through that treatment and of course through his own mindset So that's just an example of when things are feeling like they're falling apart, they're often falling back together and you you can trust that you are being guided. So don't worry too much if it all appears to be going wrong in the 3D. So the last one that I have got for you is I wish that I had have known that I am good enough as I am right now and that I didn't have to change who I was for people to love me and this was a real fucking revelation to me (laughs) because I didn't always feel that way I felt very much like I had to adjust who I was depending on who I was trying to impress or get to love me or like me and aspects of my personality I mean they do change slightly you get more interested in different things depending on who you surround yourself with of course but I would become a different person depending on what I thought people wanted from me and it was actually you guys um who made me understand this very important fact because it came as a result of this podcast so I want to repay the favor 
and help you to understand it too. There is nothing, nothing at all that is more magnetic about a person than them being 100% unapologetically themselves, flaws and all. And the reason that I say you're the people who helped me realise this is because the vast majority of reviews and messages that I receive about this podcast are about how people feel like they know me and that I am a friend, which is a massive honour for me to feel like I am one of your friends because I know how that feels. I listen to other podcasters and there's certain ones that I just enjoy the content and then there's other Uh, podcasters that I really connect to because I feel like I know them and this podcast has been more successful than I ever thought in the time that I've been doing it and I truly believe that that is because I really try hard not to hold things back from you you know that I'm sometimes running late exhibit a you know that my house is probably a tip, it is. You you hear me swearing like a sailor and occasionally burping accidentally down the microphone. You hear about all the minor catastrophes I've had in the week. <laughs> Pineapple pizza guy. You hear about me laughing at funny moments and crying about the worst moments and making a ton of mistakes and you have listened while I have been torn apart limb by limb live on earth by my savage beast of a cat, Gloria. It is the least professional <laughs> sounding podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> and despite all of those things, you've been there as I have evolved into 50 different versions of the same real me. And you come back to listen every week. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And that just proves that when you allow people to see the real you, even if it's unpolished and it's full of flaws, your people will find you. You are good enough exactly as you are. You don't need to change. You don't need to be anybody else. You don't need to worry about what people want. You will become magnetic as soon as you embrace who you really are and give up trying to be um, somebody else that you think that people want. Because you're perfect as you are with your flaws and all. You are good enough right now. And what makes you magnetic is your own individuality. That's what makes everyone magnetic. And the minute that you lean into that, you will realise. So I hope that you have enjoyed this week's... Oh, it's not been that long, 22 minutes. That's not long. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. It's slightly different. I did condense that down from 10 things I wish I'd known to five because I didn't want to keep you here for five hours but if you'd like a part two hit me up and if you have enjoyed it I would be so so grateful if you would leave me a review and I will see you all next week hopefully with less snot up my nose and less of a croaky voice I hope you have a wonderful week and get in the festive spirit I'll see you all later bye